Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast. I have two clients and uh, you are going to be blown away by their story, I think, because it's going to be about as basic <laughs> as you can and boring as you can imagine anybody's fitness journey being who's had any level of success. But I have Mary and Michelle, and we're going to go through each of their journey and probably just have some conversation together, their time with Team Strong Life, why this community has been important, important, and kind of how they got to the point where they even needed me in the first place and needed this community to be able to reach their goals. So I haven't had an episode, I don't think, where I've talked with people who we have we met during COVID, which seems like kind of a lifetime ago, and also yesterday, unfortunately, it feels like. And I haven't talked with anybody about their journey on this podcast. And I thought that would be really interesting for people to be able to hear. So rather than me just always describing it, and of course, we're live in Team Strong Life, you know, I want to be able to hear from you guys what it takes. I think people are always, in fact, every once in a while, just get a message where somebody will like say, ask me to tell them something motivating. And on the one hand, like I understand that, but uh, at some point, like, like I can't, don't look at me for your motivation. That's going to have to come from you. And I think when we talk about this with people who have actually done it and maintained it and continue to make improvements, what you can offer is kind of how you think about things and how you, uh, kind of get through this process and what, what changed for you along the way. So Mary, mm -hmm. when did you come in? Was it January? I think, I think I joined in January. I think I was in TSL, maybe a little before that, but I was just kind of in and out, kind of watching, kind of not, but I don't think I really buckled down until February, like the end of January. Uh, 2021. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have Mary Kissler, who's 49 now. No, 46. You are? Yeah, not that you look forty nine. I know, but I'm okay. like, <laughs> I thought I thought you were mentally twelve to my. She, she's twelve. <laughs> I'm so very mature for my age, also. <laughs> True, wise beyond my years. I know. So Mary is uh, forty six. Michelle is fifty two. Were you forty nine when you started? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I think we celebrated her. I mean, not like together yeah. but yeah right. so we have mary and michelle coming at kind of different places in their life but not really actually you guys have some similarities going so mary when you when you came into tsl boy those were back in the big tiktok boom days huh yeah yeah that's how i found you i was i guess i was on menopause tiktok um, <laughs> So you kind of came across my feed and I was like, oh, I like her. I know what's wrong with me now. It's perimenopause. Right. You said all the right things. And I was like, I'm going to check her out. And so that's what I did. And I joined your group. And, you know, at that time, it was kind of like, you're just joining any other group. And um, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm in and out of here. But then as I started to kind of sit back and kind of stock like everybody says in the beginning um I really love the vibe everybody was so supportive and um it just hooked me right there I was like this is the place that I meant to be and I just loved it 
So you, you, well, it's funny because the menopause thing, it's like, I feel like I was the first person in the world to ever say menopause or something. Um, I know there were other, I know there were many other people, but there definitely, it it's not just out there. I mean, it's getting there, but it's a hard time to think of yourself in life because I think when I was younger and I thought of menopause or even not that long ago, it seemed so old. And now I'm sort of like, you know, it's just a time in life when hormones are fluctuating. And like, I don't know if there's this big announcement I need to make anymore, but I don't know. I don't know. The jury's out about how to think about it. I think when I had found you, like nobody was even talking about perimenopause. Yeah. My doctors had never even mentioned it. So I really had no idea what it was. And so when I came across you, I was like, that's why I'm gaining weight. I mean, that really wasn't why I was gaining weight. I was doing a whole bunch of other things to gain weight, but that was kind of like, you know, a part that was kind of a factor in there, but, um, yeah, I just, nobody was talking about it. And I was just like, wow, why, why do you more, like more people need to be talking about this? Especially well, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a, um, it's definitely a real thing. The problem with the perimenopausal symptoms is they're like a lot of other things. Yeah. You know, brain fog, fatigue, um, bad mood, uh, you know, uh, maybe some night sweats. Well, what what also bring those about? Too much wine yeah. or like poor sleep or not taking care of yourself. So I think a lot of women here oh, it must be perimenopause. But if you come to me like, and it, this has happened, you know, many times into your cups at a party with wine, slightly, you know, feeling like you haven't been exercising, maybe uh, overweight and you're like, it's menopause. We probably have like seven key things that we can do with your lifestyle that will make menopause or this perimenopause almost irrelevant. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, not really, you'll have a few symptoms and I certainly, my heart goes out to people with headaches. That's a bad one um, who are doing a lot of things about that. So there's, I'm not saying you can get rid of it all, but you can change the quality of life through lifestyle, like 80% better. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. So we'll, we'll get Michelle's intro. You were TikTok too, right? Yeah. So I, um, I found you on TikTok and it was right when I was just about to like close down all of my apps and just be like, you know, just kind of over the social world kind of thing. Mm. And, um, I was drinking some wine at like two in the afternoon. It was in the winter. It was cold. <laughs> and, uh, I came across your TikTok and you were saying it can't be as cold as where you are as where I am. So get up and get out and start walking, put the wine down. And I was like, Oh, she can see me. <laughs> so anyway, just in that moment, um, I had a personal moment. And so I literally like poured the wine down the sink and went out like Uggs and went outside and went for a walk. And then I checked you out like Mary did. And I was like, huh, all right, well, let's just go for it. And so I did. I just downloaded the app. I joined TSL. I did the first challenge and I remember thinking like a week into the first challenge, I'm, 
I can't do, I can't do this. I can't keep up with these ladies. Like the 5 a.m., you know, work live workouts you were doing, I think on Mondays and Heidi. And there was another girl too that did them. And I can't remember. We had, we had Jenny. We had, Jenny. Um, it was okay, Jenny. Yeah. We, yeah, we had, uh, who else was that other girl? I can't remember her name now. Yeah. I can't keep up with them. And then just my little voice inside was like, you paid for it. You've got eight weeks, just do it. And so I just would, you know, come to the lives weekly and you would always say something that hit home that made me keep wanting to come back. Like it, it was just exactly what I needed to hear at whatever moment I was in. And so those little mantras went into a little book that I have called Kendraisms. Oh gosh, <laughs> burn it. <laughs> but anyway, just great little quotes that kind of just stuck with me, you know, and they're, they're meaningful and they worked for me. So yeah, that challenge, I was like, okay, good. Like, whew, I've lost some weight. I can be done now. And then I was like, Hey, oh wait, maybe I feel better. Maybe I should try some, maybe, I don't know. I really like this chick Mary I met, you know what I mean? And it was just like, maybe I want to do another one. So I did another one. And then like each one, you know, I would kind of journal after it. And it was just so cool to see. And I just found it before we hopped on here, just to look back and see where my head was at when I first started to like right now. And okay, so where was it? Oh, it was a mess. <laughs> I was going to say, tell, tell me how you came. Like, because that there were a lot of people with like a lot of psychological problems that came in like more deeply than now even not I mean myself included you know it was like it was like a strange time well I think that 2020 COVID whatever gave people a lot of time right to just kind of like dwell like yeah we're just we can't get away from us and so um I think a lot of people maybe reflected on certain things, whether they started drinking more or whatever they were doing or not doing, wasn't really benefiting them. And I think a lot of stuff can happen and come up when you're in those kind of situations. I just found myself in that first eight weeks of digging in and saying, well, you know, because I had like bingey type behavior around food and really unhealthy mindset around food. So like I would eat really healthy in front of people, but I would eat really crap food after everybody went to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 let me go to my office and say, I have to work and let me eat a jar of Nutella. Like nobody's going to know. Right. I mean, I laugh about it, but you know, that's really like, it's not very healthy, like for many reasons. So, um, so yeah, I just, um, I kind of came out of all of that and I realized how good I felt. And then like the second um, challenge, I noticed my lupus symptoms were disappearing. It's like, wait, oh my gosh. My husband even noticed, he's like, you're not needing like as much like of a daily, you know, rest or a nap like you used to like need. Like I wasn't feeling run down. I was feeling more energized. I didn't have rashes on my body, like just different stuff. And then I had a physical and yeah, the doctor was like, what what are you doing? Everything looks great. Like your inflammation levels are great. They haven't been this way in like two or three years. And I was like, well, I met this woman named Kendra (laughs) and she's taught me how to eat, 
no, but for real, like, yeah, like nutrition and fit and, and working out. And then I was just like, wow, if this is the magic sauce, I can keep doing this for me. This is working. And I like the way I feel. And, you know, uh, it's just anything to not be on medication for a disease for, in my opinion, is what I want to do. Like if I can cure myself with food, that's what I want to do. If I can cure myself with fitness, that's what I want to do. That's going to help me stay off of any medication. That's what I want to do. So that's kind of been a driving force for me. That's amazing. And doctors are, it's funny. It's like, cause I guess, and we were talking about this with Dr. Sims too. It's like their job is to get rid of the symptom. It's, it's like, that is the, that's the number one priority, which isn't a bad thing in many cases, but the problem is that that's, that is also an easy, quick fix to what really needs to be handled through lifestyle. And a lot of, uh, like my OB was telling me, and Mitch has even said this before, he'll have people come in with back pain, men that look pregnant. Well, the obvious pr- choice is you you need to lose that i mean pregnant women have back pain but we get to give birth and then we don't have you know 30 pounds hanging in front of us anymore but these men and he said it's just a hard conversation when you have 5 minutes with somebody to be like oh yeah lose the gut you know like you have but it has to be like the protocol for exercise and lifestyle doesn't have to be that hard. But like I said, even my OB was like, it's just hard to get into it. It's hard to get into. And then a lot of women, you know, we've all been there where you're like, oh, you know, maybe lifestyle. They're like, I do everything right. And it's like, you don't like you, you don't get to 30. Menopause isn't why people are 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight. This is not why that it's, it's the overconsumption of food and these habits but I'm sure both of you could have said, oh, menopause, you know, oh, menopause. So you're like, you know, eight, oh, I'm over 40 now, but that's not really, yes, you're over 40 has nothing to do with, it's the nighttime hiding food in your, or whatever, you know? Right. So how did, I do have a question about that. Cause I know you both have talked a little bit about kind of bingey behavior in the past. I've had that people that's like, pretty normal. How did you kick that? Oh, wait, are you still doing it? Maybe it's just with carrots now. Right. No, I mean, yeah, like I, before it was just very consistent. It was self-sabotaging. It was to cover emotions. It was, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. a lot of things, um, using food in that way to try to make me feel better. I just, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know that I kicked it. I remember, I mean, I have kicked it to the point where I'm not doing that anymore, but I remember specifically going into the grocery store and I always feel like I need to buy something like a treat, something like cakes or sweets or chips. Cause it's just what I've always done. Like just something to snack on on the way home. So what I did in that first year for the challenge is I just really took advantage of home shopping. Like I just really let them buy my groceries and I stuck to my list. I let them put it in the car and I'd leave. Like mm-hmm. I didn't go into the gas station to use the bathrooms. I would stop at the, you know, when I'm traveling, stop at rest stops instead, because I knew that my trigger was walking through the candy aisle like a kid <laughs> and wanting to grab a Snickers or a donut or Oreos, you know, or something like that. 
Now, last week, and I will, I will say this because I, I just don't, it's not authentic if I don't. And I shared this with Mary because her and I are pretty close in um, helping each other. I had a moment where I was super stressed. I didn't feel like having wine, but I grabbed like a box of Krispy Kreme donuts and I had one and I was like, okay, that's all I'm going to have. And then I was like, well, let me have another one. So I had another one and I felt really bad about it because it hadn't happened in like, I mean, a year and a half, but Mary and I talked through it and it's, it's fine. Like I journaled about it and I let it go. Like it's just done. It's, it's not so much the food, is it? But it's, I didn't it's, hide. Well, it's the, it's the <laughs> behavior. Like you get, what scares you isn't the donuts. Right. What scares you is your behavior, like, and your feeling of being like, oh, wait, I, I'm not in control. Like, that's a little scary. Yes, exactly. 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 Yeah. And I logged it and I was like, holy, like, oh my God. <laughs> but, um, but I bounced back. I mean, I was like, all right, well, the rest of the day is we're sticking to what I had planned and this is what we're going to stick to. And um, it's so funny because part of me felt kind of guilty the fact that like I got on the scale a couple days later and like I didn't gain any weight. And I was like, huh, I could see where like old me would be like, well, that's cool. Let's just have six donuts every day, you know? But mm. the new me is like, nope, that's just, that's called like I've been really consistent and this was a one-time thing and now we're, we're moving forward. Right. So. It's, it's, it's super important to remember too those and this is for me too, but those old habits are hard to break and they sit. I always feel like they're like sitting right there in your rear view. You know, you think they're like a million miles away, but they're right there and it's okay. Cause it like the, the win here is that you didn't keep going down that hole where uh, many people do. And they come back to me over the course of a summer, 15 pounds heavier. Do you know how long it takes to get 15 pounds off? Like now, we're, I mean, even if you're doing it really well, it's at least 15 weeks, probably 30. So, you you know, that, that type of weight gain is just really de debilitating and it doesn't happen with two donuts. It happens like consistently again. So exactly. I hope you enjoyed them. They sound amazing. They did sound amazing. Yeah. But that's a past life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, when I get bingy, like my thing was if I had to create really strict boundaries because I also had food issues in the past around binging. So I had to know what could trigger me. If it tasted good, if it made me feel any kind of comfort, I will black out and pretty much eat. I don't care if I'm full. I'll just keep going. So mm -hmm. I just have to know for myself what I can and can't have because I just know that I can literally smell donuts. That doesn't bother me at all. The first bite, I won't remember the box. You know, it's kind of like having a bottle of wine. You know, I'll turn around and be like, oh, what just happened? And, you know, it'll just go downhill from there. And that's what I used to do. I used to just, I'd be great. I ran all the time. I was in the treat yourself era mm -hmm. where I'd be like, I'm going to go run five miles and have a piece of cake. And then it would turn into like a whole cake. 
And it would just, you know, then I'd be like, well, I'll just go run five miles tomorrow and just beat myself up physically to get it off. And it was just kind of a never ending cycle. So I just really, I have to know what foods will trigger me. I can smell them all day long, which my friends think is very odd because I can be like donuts. I don't have to eat it, but I love it. I love to smell it. But I know as soon as I take a bite, it'll be like, you'll see a whole different side of me. It'll be really be embarrassing. It'll be like, ah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, where you, where we develop these is like, I mean, I think a lot of us could go back to times when we develop these like disordered eating patterns and, you know, I've had them too, but it is, they're really, really, really difficult to kick. You know, I always say like, well, trigger foods is a big one. You know, I think it's probably okay to know that you can't have donuts and junk in the house. And a lot of people have it in there for their kids to which I say, like, maybe the kids don't need it either. And maybe like, maybe you can just give them money and they can go get what they want. It's almost, if you put it in that context, like it is kind of strange to like go buy like absolute garbage food for the kids like that. But it might be it's something to look at. I'm, I'm certainly not saying, I mean, I had Oreos in the house for Jack, but I would have things that didn't, they weren't like my thing necessarily. You know, it's super hard to have that stuff around when you're in a calorie deficit and you're exercising and you're trying to get lean and you have a weak moment. And I, I can appreciate that, Mary. Like it's, what's that saying? Like one bite is too much and the whole thing is never enough or something like that. It's like, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. Especially when you're just like, I'll just have just one. Yeah. Then yeah. I'll you're kind of thinking about them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely like, I have things like Jennifer Stevenson says, she's a chip junkie, absolutely cannot have them in the house. But I I feel like what will happen to me if I had chips in the house, I wouldn't eat the whole bag anymore, but I would just like, I'd have chips with like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, it just, it just, they're not going to last. And then you're kind of at the end of it. You can either look at it like I got out of my system or you're like, what was the, what the hell was the point, you know? what was the point? But sometimes I think the healthier you get with your relationship with food, you do have to get that stuff out of your system. Sometimes, you know, two donuts, that's a normal Sunday for most Americans. That's a normal day. That's actually a normal drive-through on your way to work. Throw a culotta in with that too. Can you imagine just, yeah. And I think it makes you depressed, right? Like that's probably what you were feeling. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, Um, a lot of people talk about it. It's like a sugar addiction. Yeah. You know, I think we all become so addicted to the preservatives and the sugars that are in foods today and your body craves it. And I think if you can get off of it for just a little while, you really just don't crave it. Like, I know it sounds crazy. It sounded crazy to me when I first started because I was just like, what? Um, but I really do think, um, if I get snacky, I notice how I'll crave it. If I go without it, I'm just like, hey, there it is, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. Right. So Mary is the one who, Mary, how much uh, weight have you lost? I've lost like close to 50 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And Michelle, like you were 30, like 25, 30, 25 or 30. Yeah. So this is a, 
I was kind of doing a breakdown of my client base. And I was saying, I think most people are in the 30 to 50 pound range. And it sounds like a lot, but people carry it in very different places. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like some, I can say this person lost 30 pounds and it's like, what? 30 pounds or this person lost 30 pounds and you, you can't, you can barely tell, like depending on how it just looks very different, you know? that type of weight gain is definitely a, a behavior. It's, it's not a symptom of menopause. Although I do wonder sometimes if, if the symptom is depression, you know, soothing yourself can be a natural side effect, I guess, but doesn't that just feed itself? Oh, it's just the worst. It does. I look, I think it was really just kind of a coping mechanism, you know, especially through COVID. Um, I was really coming off of at that time when I found you, I think COVID was just, it wasn't calming down, but it was just kind of leveling off at that point. You know, when my kids were in school, they both played competitive sports. Um, so I was on the go all the time. Then my husband got sick and then COVID kind of happened and everything stopped. So I like, I was at home a lot. Um, so I started eating more. I felt relaxed and I was just like, oh, this feels so good to shove my mouth full of food and wine. And then I turned around and was like, what just happened when I looked at the scale? Like that was really my rock bottom. And I've done so many things in life where it should have been rock bottom, but that was my turning point when I found you was like my complete rock bottom. I was so upset with where I had taken that turn in my life. Wow. So was it the scale that got you? It was the scale and I, and that the scale is a, was at one time a huge trigger for me because I've always told people, when you look at me, I don't really look like what I would weigh just cause I have like more muscle in my body. And, and I had some fat with it too, but, um, the scale always triggered me. Like even from middle school, I was like a small athletic child and I weighed, like, I remember one time in PE class, you know, when you do the physicals, mm -hmm. all my friends and I were doing the physicals, all my friends weighed hundred pounds. I weighed 120 pounds. I didn't look any different than they were, but I just weighed heavier. And I remember one of my friends going, oh my gosh, and I was like, right. And that's kind of where it all starts to build up in your head until it just kind of explodes. So the scale had been a big trigger for me until you kind of helped me really kind of work through that and get over it. Yeah. I mean, how, is it there now at all? Um, if I'm not following what I need to be doing, then yeah, there can be times where I'm like, like in the winter time, I kind of hit a rough patch. I was busy, right. my oldest was graduating college and I kind of hit a rough patch. And so the scale was like, I try to avoid it. And when I got on it, I was like, no. Um, and then I just got back to work. I just had to remember to put everything that I had learned back into work so that I could get back to a healthy place with it. And now it's like, you know, is it ever where we all want it to be? No, but I can yeah. step on it and yeah. um, I might flip it off a couple times depending on the time of the month and you know it doesn't have a hold on me like it used to right yeah I, I do think when you can see it 
frequently and talk about it and hear about what its purpose is and that it is irrelevant. And yeah, I mean, I think when you're trying to lose weight and you want the scale to go down, it's valid that if it's not, that's mm -hmm. frustrating, but you're so right where a woman at 150 who's the same height can look way more fit than somebody who's at 130 or 125 even. So, you know, muscle is dense and it is, um, you know, the more we have, uh, bone uh, has weight. So that all those little things play a role, you know, but you're so right. It's like, it can get in your head when you're like, I think I'm just supposed to be lighter. I don't know why, but this is just too much. <laughs> Did you ever have scale issues, Michelle? Um, not really. No, I never really stepped on a, on the scale. I didn't look at myself in the mirror. That's for sure. I didn't, I didn't like the mirrors. I didn't have mirrors like in my bedroom or, you know, that kind of thing. Cause I just, I could tell that I wasn't where I wanted to be because of the way my clothes fit yeah, or didn't tell. fit, Yeah, you know, um, didn't need a scale to tell you that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I just was never a scale person. Um, and then when we had to weigh in, I guess the, you know, when I started using the scale was working with you and I was just like, wow, <laughs> okay. Um, cause yeah, like Mary said, I guess there's just this weird number that women kind of have in their head for whatever reason. And it was nowhere near that number. It was, um, it was heavier than when I was pregnant with my second child. And I was just like, wow. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. But I felt it. I mean, I felt it in my joints. I don't know. I remember thinking, I don't know what I was expecting because I mean, I was treating my body like crap and I was not moving. So what, what did I, what did I expect the scale to say? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so what was the hardest part about getting started? So you, you found me, you jumped into a challenge you downloaded the app. I remember obviously Mary, one of our first messages was she, she's something like that. I probably, I've probably made up some things about that along the way, but the way I remember it is she was like, I don't, you know, basically like, I really have a hard time. I can't really seem to get below this certain number. And, and I know that's frustrating and that's real for people. So I didn't think you were going to keep coming back because I just felt like you were already telling yeah. me this isn't going to work. I really didn't think, I honestly didn't think it was going to work. I really didn't because I did do everything else before. I've done all the fad diets. When I went to go see my doctor, you know, and I was like, I'm gaining weight. What am I going to do? Her reaction, and she's a great person. So I don't want to discredit anybody, but she but put I'm me about on, to shit on her right now. <laughs> she put me on something like Ben said. Sorry. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah. yeah. She's a nice person, but she gave me something like Fen Fen. And I didn't need that, obviously. Like I'm not lacking in energy or anything. So it's so funny when people ask me what I'm doing now. I'm just like, I'm just doing it the old fashioned way. You so know? you went to your doctor and they she was going to give you kind of a diet pill to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Me a diet pill. And I probably lost like five pounds over time. Cause was I was, it, I didn't change eating. Either, was it kind of so. like just speed? Like, like, yeah. Cat, yeah. 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 It was just speed. So I was doing everything at a way faster rate than my normal fast rate of doing things anyways. <laughs> cool. so, right. Oh, I was like the speed of light, but, um, 
but yeah, I honestly had not tried doing it the old fashioned way by eating right and just moving my body the way that I needed to not killing my body, but just moving, you know, I had never thought about just eating healthy and moving my body. So when you told me that I was like, okay, (laughs) well, we're always in some stage of like, you're losing it or gaining it. It seems like Mm -hmm. you're either like quickly losing it or slowly gaining it. And so the, I think our strategy here is to like the slow and steady wins the race, change your lifestyle along the way and your habits, make this stick and then just keep making improvements because probably both of you and me, and uh, I know Mary's had a few rounds of weight gain and weight loss. There would be probably a little bit of addiction, not addiction. That's not the right word, but like, there's something about the thrill of the chase of that goal. to to weight loss. So for people like us, we have to just, there just always has to be a goal. It doesn't necessarily have to be weight loss, but now it's like, okay, I'm going to make some physical improvements. Michelle's is, you know, all right, I'm going to go to the gym. Okay. Now I'm going to get stronger at the gym. Okay. I'm going to, you know, like once you graduate from weight loss, I think for a lot of us, there just needs to be a next goal lined up. That's what I've seen, whether that's healthy or not, I'm sure some people would say, you don't always need to have a goal. You know, well, I, that that's not true for me. <laughs> always have to have something, you know, I mean, there'll be seasons yeah. of chill, but like, you know, a goal is like boss, it. man. It's the best. It's the yeah. best. It makes it fun. I just yeah. think it makes it fun for you. It kind of yeah. gives you something to look forward to. So why not? Why right. not have something to look right. forward to? And, and for me, a goal, not only it doesn't take me out of the present because the present is where like the planning and the process is, you know, that is like, I am able to live in the present if I'm not constantly trying to figure out what my goal is, you know, it's all, it's almost like takes you into the moment. I did have a question uh, before I forget this one. It's kind of random in terms of our conversation, but Jess asked if there are any books that helped you with your journey for either of you. For me, it was really Atomic Habits. I really, that was really a liked good that one. one. That like it really, really, really helped. It really helped me. Um, that was one that like I journaled about during, you know, one of my challenges. Um, I guess that's the first time I had read it was during book club when I guess, I, I guess Abby led that one. And um, yeah, I've, I've reread it a couple times and man, it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Atomic Habits that did that for really me good. too. And I yeah. like um, Dr. Stacy Sims Roar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a self-help book, but it really did kind of help me kind of think more mechanically into my body and what I wanted like movement and food and fuel and everything to look like. I mean, that really helped helped me too. But I mean, I loved Atomic Habits also. Yeah, Dr. Sims kind of takes it out of like, you can't self-help your way out of like perimenopause. And yeah. it, so it was just very informative, I think, mm-hmm. like, and, and uh, validating, mm-hmm. you know, that this is a real thing we're going through here. Yeah. It's a true season in life. So you both do your first challenge. Michelle, you had done your second. How long did it take you guys to get your that weight off? It, it was a slow process for me. Like, I don't 
want to mince any words <laughs> and get anybody like, but, but I honestly think that was way better for me too. I would say it probably took like a good six or seven months to get the big bulk of my weight off before yeah. it kind of leveled off. So, yeah. but that's good for somebody like me to lose it slowly right. because the thing about me is quick. Right. I think I'm right. about the same. I think it like about nine or 10 months for me to re really fully, you know, get the weight off it took me a while to kind of get the macros thing. <laughs> I kind of took baby steps with the challenges. And um, so as soon as I started really pre-planning my food and really tracking is when I saw it come off. So it may have happened a little earlier for me had I kind of gotten that part of it, but I was working through so much other stuff when I first started that it's just what happened for my fitness journey. I just had to you know, break it up into little baby steps for myself. But, um, but yeah, I would say like nine or nine or 10 months. Looking back, uh, what, is there anything you would have done differently or you would tell somebody to do like right away that you think would be beneficial when they start with like me or in a program like this? I would say calm, calm your brain slow it down because your first 10 pounds is not going to happen within the first 10 days. Um, everybody thinks they should lose such and such weight in the first two weeks. And it's just not, you know, people get so frustrated. I've had friends that I've had come into TSL and they just get so frustrated because it doesn't happen so fast. It's not like when we were in our twenties and can go without eating bread for a week and lose five pounds. So I just say, just anything you've ever thought before, just lay it to rest and just really listen to everything and absorb it because it's going to take some time. Yeah. How about you, Michelle? Um, I think just, I wish I had kind of spoke, like asked a little bit more about like the macros and kind of gotten that quicker for myself because I just, I think that's such an important pass aspect of, of just knowing what you can, what you can't eat, how it fuels you, how it makes you feel like the whole package. I think it just comes down to nutrition and it helps a lot. If you kind of can get that, you know, uh, macro thing down as far as not letting it overwhelm you. Right. Um, I let it overwhelm me at first. I was like, I don't understand. So I think that, yeah, if you can just ask people about it and yeah, just the nutrition part. That's what I would do over is just yeah, kind I mean, of the, trying yeah, to get the, it sooner. The, the tools are there, but there's a right. lot. So you have to figure out challenges are probably the best way to do this too, because it's sort of a week one week two pre-track your food. And I wouldn't deviate from that. Like that, the, the process is there for a reason because you know, pre-tracking. In fact, I remember when you started pre-tracking because you were like, I'm finally doing it, you know, but it, it does take people a while. Um, and months later. Right. But, but, and also when you're referring to what you can have and what you can't have, just to be clear, there's no list of foods that you can't have and a list of foods that you can have. It's just, you have to figure out 
what you can have <laughs> and what right. you can't have and what works for you and what doesn't really work for you. Um, but it is one of the problems is because there's not just a perfect meal plan or a specific list of foods. And unfortunately, I've coached that way in the past and it doesn't really matter. If, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe Michelle, you came in a different way than Mary did, but you at least both stayed and just got, you got here the way that you needed to, you know, you can't force it in. Like your right. brain can only, you can only absorb what you can absorb. So right. I love that idea of taking a deep breath and being patient because impatience is what it prevents people from reaching their goals. There's some expectation from somewhere. I didn't say it. I've always said, I need your whole life. So uh, just so we're clear, <laughs> you know, we like uh, nobody from our group will tell you, you know, um, there's a miracle here, but I think you've both seen, cause I've seen you both do this when you adhere, the results happen. Like, cause you, Absolutely. sometimes you think you're adhering, but then when you actually adhere, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think too, like, just like you had said, like, there's no list of foods, just being creative and knowing that there's a resource in team strong life to say, Hey, I like pancakes. Somebody has got to help me figure this out. Like there's a way to have really good pancakes that fit your macros that aren't going to throw you off your game, you know, right. or, or an omelet or whatever. So it's just, it's really, it's a, it's a great group to have that resource. And I think that, yeah, with being new in the group, it's worth like putting yourself out there and asking people being vulnerable because you're not going to know everything and you need to ask the questions and it, it helps so much to propel you forward and to give you confidence to, you know, to follow your own fitness journey. I agree. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, is we expect perfection from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we don't live up to this ideal that for some reason we think we need to have, then it's all out the door anyways. So, I mean, if you can just kind of let go of what you think you need to be doing all the time, because it is a bumpy road. It's not linear at all. Like I wish it would be, but it's just not, that's not where the lessons are anyways. Um, I feel like you learn so much about yourself. And like Michelle says, um, I mean, we've both been super vulnerable in TSL and put ourselves out there, like in the daily drop and everything. Um, that's how you kind of find people who are like yourself. Um, you kind of feel like you're alone in this, but really there's somebody out there that's just kind of thinking the way you are, but maybe you were a little too scared to put yourself out there and you see somebody else doing it. And it's just like, oh, that's my person. I'm, I need to connect with that person. It's just like, you know, it's just nice. You have your family and your friends and they can be supportive and that's great, but there's just nothing like, like, I can't really remember exactly how I found Michelle and latched onto her, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I just know we were probably in a group and just really kind of gravitated towards one another. And we really just bounced things off each other ever since then. And I would say it's been every bit of since I've joined TSL that I've known Michelle. Yeah, that's so cool. 
So how, how did your, so both of you, let's say, Mary, you came into me, you'd already lost a little bit of weight. Michelle had not. You have, you both started. So let's say, Mary, you were probably, I don't know, like same time about to lose this weight. Um, what do we say? Like nine months, something like that. But then you both became, well, Michelle, you were not going to a gym. I remember we, you reached out to our crew and we talked about like how you didn't want to go. And then you said, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to text you guys when I go and when I'm done. And we were like all so excited waiting. Lindsay and Crystal. Yeah. 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 And now like you can't get her out of there and she's filming content in there and everything. Walking into that gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. can you talk a little bit about overcoming the gym fear? Well, I feel super, super lucky because I have a very good friend in my life that her passion has always been the gym. Um, she had twin girls. It's Joelle Clark. She's in TSL. She had twin girls, had a little thing with after you have children and all this. And she found her peace in going to the gym and working out. So that's what that's what led her to do that. And I would just kind of sit and watch and I'm like watch her lift weights. And she, you should come to the gym. You should come there. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. The gym's not for me. I'm a yoga person and I walk. I'm good. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> And I just, um, I always admired like her strength and what she could do and her power. And she was always so confident, but like, I didn't see myself that way. So I didn't think I belonged. Nobody told me that I told me that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I told myself I didn't belong. And um, a couple of times I went in and I remember doing a group class and at the time I, my nutrition was out of control. My drinking was out of control and I still wasn't moving a lot. Like I was, you know, and, and I literally like, like I had to leave the class. I fainted. I was not well. I like my, the, the instructor lady was like, Oh my God, are you okay? My heart was racing. I thought I was going to die. And I was like, I got to get out of here. And I was just like, I'm not ever going back there again. I'm not going back. And, um, it was just awful. And, and that's my inflammation was super high from lupus. And I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I immediately threw myself into this class and my heart rate spiked and I, wow. you know, passed out. So, um, yeah. So what led me that, I mean, that's what held me back from going to the gym and made me very intimidated to go. But then I just, I don't know. I think that, um, you know, I've surrounded myself with this group of women in TSL and then I've got good friends here and they believe in me. And that kind of helps me believe in myself. And it sounds so like juvenile and, and young, but I, I guess I kind of need that until I don't. And it, you know, it feels good to have someone say, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Like growing up, I was always told like, be careful, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. So, you know, I guess my whole life I've kind of lived like that. I was never an athlete. And my mom was always scared I was going to break something or you know, so I was never encouraged to do stuff out of my comfort zone. Mm. And so this is kind of like, you know, in my fifties, the first time kind of doing stuff like this out of my comfort zone. So cool. Right. Yeah. And so like, it's such a small percentage of people who actually do this, you know, right. of right. the thousands that 
attempt it. You know, I always, the, the crew in TSL and my team who follow through is like, I, I mean, I just like cling to that because even though it seems like a lot of us and it is a lot of us, I know the number of people who have started and it's not easy to follow through, but it's actually like probably much worse to still be out there miserable and overweight and not moving and passing out in exercise class. And if you can break through the worst parts of it in the beginning, when it's hard to learn, you have to be humble, you have to you know, do different things, try to go to the gym, embarrass yourself. It won't last forever. Your body will get stronger quickly. It just will, right? right? Like it, your body is like, please, Lord, help me. Help me, right. woman. Right. Put the wine down. You're killing me. Put the me. wine down. Yeah. Yeah. But so, like after the year of, of, of having, you know, excuse me one second. I'm so sorry. After the year of having, um, you know, good nutrition and, and maintaining a weight loss. Like I just, I felt ready to try something new. And that next step was the gym. Like my home gym had kind of gotten a little, I, I was outgrowing it and I couldn't believe that, you know, I was like, wow, like my husband's going to kill me if I keep buying more equipment for downstairs. Like, right. I can't do this. So, um, yeah. And now I'm just like, I don't know, every challenge and every eight weeks, I just try to like focus and say, okay, well, what can I do now to kind of push my, like, I find it exciting to try something new mm. and like, that's just a whole new, new me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's a long, you know, my son said to me the other day, he's like, you know, you're at this funny age cause you're not young, but you have so many years to live. Like, mm -hmm you know, and I was like, it's so true. Like to think that at 42, I thought it was over is like sad. You know, that was my kickoff to perimenopause. So that was my, like, it was like depression, some of the, those types of behaviors. So I was always so thankful. I had the outlet of the gym and the healthy like I'd already built that. So there was no confusion with what it was. Like I knew this was something was wrong or something was changing in my physical body uh, and my brain. And like, thank God we can now tackle that, you know? And we can like have many, many good years ahead of, you know, being in. And I, I'm like, you know, like I think about Mary at 50, you know? us at 55 it's like it's really cool to think about yeah I love the whole idea of just getting stronger you know just putting putting testing yourself against all limits and seeing how far you can go I mean and it doesn't need to be like hard you know an extreme I mean just literally like I've seen you know some people where their goal is to literally like get up from the floor without any assistance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you think about it, that's actually really challenging to do even now. So, I mean, I think about when I get older, I want to be able to pick myself up off the floor. You know, I don't want to be in a vulnerable position where I'm going to have to have help. I'm sure at some point I'll have to have help, but um, you know, I want to be physically strong enough 
to do these things. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, mentally and physically. But even for us though, like I think about that. I think about like, uh, you know, yes, want to get off up off the floor, all of those things. But I also still like want to look great. Like I want to look great and feel great in my clothes. You know, mm-hmm. like I am so far from getting up and down off the floor. And so are you two, you know, like, so it's like, there's still like, there's still so much left that we can tap into and that we can explore and there's strength to be gained and there's pull-ups to be done. And, you know, um, there's a lot, there's a lot that we can, that we can do, but it is a strange time when you, you know, are young in early forties and almost 50 and thinking, you know, and, 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 you know, imagine if you guys had been stayed on that path, where do you think you would be right now, Michelle? Uh, alone, like seriously, like alone, like my husband probably would have left me. (laughs) Yeah, alone. Like seriously. I mean, real talk. Okay. We're talking real. Seriously. Because I was like, I mean, he doesn't drink alcohol at all. And I just remember those nights of like, you know, him coming home and having my wine and him being like, who who else is here? Like, did you have a party? (laughs) No. Yeah. No, just me. One here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to know what that would have been like. I'm glad I don't have to know what that would have been like because the nutrition and the working out has helped me immeasurably, like just not just physical, but like mentally and like, you know, my lupus symptoms, just all of that stuff, just my health. Right. It's just, I, I can't really think of what, (laughs) what kind of shape I would be in if I didn't take control of my health when I did. Imagine being at your daughter's wedding. Right. You know, I thought about that. I absolutely thought about that. I remember, um, and you've said many times, you know, don't join when you've got a wedding eight weeks out because you want to lose weight for eight weeks from now. Like you need it for a year. And so I remember thinking when she got engaged, I was like, um, I'll be in shape, you know, yeah. so I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be able to get down and get up on right, the dance floor. Right, right, like, right. Let's go. Right. Like you can yeah. wear the dress you want. You get to feel yeah. good. You're not like hating yourself. You're not... It, you know, there's nothing cringier than a drunk mom. No kid likes a wind up mom. Nope. You know, no, nope. it is not happen. cringy. Yeah. I was San Pellegrino'd out. Right. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, maybe a little buzz, but like, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was definitely. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of people were headed that way, you know, and some, ha- some ha- did go that way. Like many people did go that way. And I, I know that people struggle, but where do you think you would be Mary? Oh gosh. I would, I would be kind of like Michelle. I would be on this hamster wheel of trying to find happiness in my pant size um, and trying to make all the things in life look perfect and that it was arranged perfectly while, you know, trying to feel great about myself, but feeling really just tired and miserable about 
where I was because I wouldn't think I would be where I'm at. And I honestly never thought I would be here where I'm at. And um, I'm so not going to cry, but um, I honestly, like you were. <laughs> um, I did wear waterproof today, but um, no, I just, I look at that girl from a little over like almost three years ago. And I think what a different person that was. And I am so glad I took a chance on her. Hmm. And, um, you know, because I think we're just so hard on ourselves. And um, I mean, that was a world away. And I can't imagine being in that place right now. I'm so glad I'm not. Um, I'm so grateful and, and fortunate um, that everything happened when it did, because I mean, it's just, it's like an extreme makeover inside and out, you know? Right. The longest, there would be no show that would follow us for this long though. <laughs> They'd be it'd like, be like so boring. It'd be like, what is taking you guys so yeah. long? But like the, yeah. In, in eight weeks and you're right. still on week one. <laughs> And Anne Marie says, preach. I'm listening while I run at 54. And until last week, I never dreamed I would be doing this. So that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, we all know we, what that feels like, right? To, to just, I do think that being on the team gives you a little bit of a superpower because you, you start to meet and see women, like you're surrounded by it. As, for as, as much as you want to be, you are like engulfed by women trying new things, breaking the mold, lifting heavy weight, doing their flexing in the mirror. Like it just, it, and it's day in and day out, all day, seven days a week. Like you can't, you can't ignore it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's the power of the community. Now for me, like I was going into a gym. I was getting that anyway, but I, I put myself in that environment knowing that that's what feeds me and fuels me and reminds me of what I like. And I love the competition and I, you know, all of those things, um, with athletics and so that, but like, if you're newer and you don't do that for yourself already, a community is a powerful thing, you know? I mean, I guess, just look at cults, you know, people get sucked right in. They do crazy things. Not that that's what this is. This is like a cult. This is, like a cult. <laughs> this is you just a perfect cult. Yeah. Right. You're allowed to leave. That's the difference. Cult of healthy yeah. eaters and right. movers. But right. It's contagious. I just think it's it so is. contagious. It's yeah. like you don't know you need it until you're in it and you're like, wow, this is it. This is what I've been missing, you know? Yeah, like everybody here really inspires me. I mean, like I draw so much energy off this whole community. Like people will say, oh, you're such an inspiration, but no, you, like I'm not being cheesy and inauthentic when I say I am so inspired by everybody here. Everybody pushes me. I want to do more. Um, I want to try all the things and go for it because I know it's possible because I see it. Yeah, it's incredible. So, um, both of you are on now, you both have had interesting, somewhat parallel-ish type journeys because the, the cool thing 
is that you've both gotten into, for me, like as a coach, it, if I can get somebody to stay with me long enough and trust me, um, it's, it's a really cool thing because you, you get that initial response to a new stimulus, which would be resistance training, a slight caloric deficit protein. And you can, you can have some pretty decent fat loss if you adhere. The more you fight it, the harder it gets. And, you know, but let's just say you're adhering. Through the process of like working together, we go through kind of, we'll just call them diet or fat loss phases. So fat loss phase should be that. It should just be a phase of a greater healthy lifestyle. And you both kind of got to that point where you got your initial fat loss, got some great results, and then it was time to learn to maintain those results and continue to make improvements. So we bring you up out of a caloric deficit, and now you you adhere to a new set of macros. I'm not saying it was always perfect, but like I know you both have super consistently checked in, done your, you know, and taken time when you don't need it, right? Like if you don't need your check-ins through a, a challenge, you don't do them. But mostly if you guys commit to a challenge, you too, like you're going to show up for it. And that's not always the case. Um, and th what that does is it makes it so that you're not always attempting something we're, we've taken you through a fat loss phase. Now we're going to work on building muscle, building strength, um, which is always the goal, of course, and not dieting and not being in a caloric deficit and not constantly trying to lose body fat, but over time changing your physique. And you both have had a similar interesting thing where like maybe year over year, there hasn't been like a ton of weight loss, but the physique year over year, which is ultimately what we look for now, it's not week to week, you can really start to see body composition changes and improvements. And that's hard to get somebody to understand and trust that process. Now, many, many, many women in TSL do that now because they see people who do it and they understand that I just can't be dieting forever. And the worst case scenario is that you try to keep doing eight week challenges and you're like, I'm going to cut and then you fizzle. And then you, you know, screw off and then you come back and you, you're like, okay, now this one I'm going to cut and you don't really commit, you know what I mean? And then you just kind of feel like you're always dieting, but you're not actually dieting. <laughs> like right. you're trying to in your mind and you want to, but you're not executing. And that is probably the worst situation for somebody because it you get all the labor of quote dieting, but none of the results. Do you understand? Does that, am I making any sense? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds miserable, man. I would not like, I'm glad that, yeah, like that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I think um, like when a lot of people get to the idea of maintenance, like some people are like, oh man, because you're so used to fighting for that like constantly working for it so when some people get to maintenance they're constantly thinking about the cut but um and maintenance in the beginning I mean it's a challenge in itself just like the fat loss challenge um but once you settle into it it's like oh carbs <laughs> 
I love this. I mean, and you're still working. And I mean, I tell people, like, if people were to ask me about maintenance, um, you know, and I've told Michelle before, there's so much change in maintenance, you know, it's not, I mean, you can have so much progress in maintenance and um, it doesn't, it it doesn't involve a cut at all. Right. I mean, if if I, if you just like maintain your house, Mm -hmm. it always looks good. You know, like, but it's, it, you don't just like not do anything to your house. Like it's going to fall apart. You have to, maintaining it is still like effort and thought and work. And I don't want to go out and clean that, but I got to clean that. Like to maintain something nobody said that was easy or it was just, you know, like it's not neglect. It's just, it's just, it needs to be, continue to be wiped down and polished and fixed up and, you know, or it, it all goes to shit. So I think it's the, I think it's just, at some point too, you don't really have to, there doesn't really have to be a label. I think, I think in the context of a challenge, we're always, you know, as a coach, I'm like, what's your goal? you know, like, and most people are going to lose body fat or they just, now we're understanding and the language is there. We all have it now. Like, oh, I think I want to go to maintenance, which is cool because that to me means we understand, like, I can't just diet forever. Um, you know, all of my runners are probably more on a maintenance diet and you can still continue to your point to make in phys- physique and strength improvements on maintenance. It's not just meant to be like, oh, nothing's happening you know, I'm not doing anything. It's like, you are still working. You're just not cutting calories. It's just not a fat loss phase. Yeah. It's the goal. Like it is, it is the ultimate goal is to just like, now, now that you don't have to be distracted by a fat loss phase, let's see what your physical body can do for you, you know, which is a fun, different place to be. Yeah. How to, I learned that. I was just going to ask you. That's okay. I was just going to say, um, and maintenance too, I've learned that it's the quality of my carbs that I choose. So when I look back at certain pictures, I'm like, wow, you know, what did I do there? And it's like, you know, instead of doing sweet potato and rice or, you know, some fresh vegetables for my carbs, I was taking advantage of maybe mashed potatoes or sweet or regular potatoes or just, you know, just the different um, nutritional values of, of the carbs made a huge difference in my physique. I mean, if I do something that's way too simple, it just, it bloats me. I'm just like right here, you know, it just carries. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that speaks to know yourself, like yeah, regular potatoes don't bother me at all. Right. Regular potatoes might blow Michelle up. And the beauty is once you get a little bit cleaner and you're not really, you don't really have a lot of garbage going, you can tell the difference between what feels good when your meals feel better. Um, and then that is, that's huge, you know? Um, and also when you talk about quality of calories, when you change your quality of calories, you can change your fiber intake, which can have an impact. So if I go from sweet potatoes, higher fiber, regular potatoes, maybe less, you're, you're changing some of those qualities, but it's, I mean, how cool is it to be like, to know that, about potatoes and to see the impact, right. you know, but I don't want anybody to hear to think you can't have potatoes, regular potatoes. <laughs> you can have potatoes. Yeah. You They're can good. Have potatoes. I have regular potatoes. I'm just saying like 
for me, they, it's just interesting that, yeah. you know, certain carbs, I just, I carry them differently. And that is so incredible to me. I never would have known something like that. Right. Before. Right. All this. Right. Right. The, the, the fitter you get and even potentially the leaner you get, you know, every the, a few pounds makes a big difference, right? When you're, you know, you can really feel that. And uh, that's not the case with everybody. You know, if you're quite a bit overweight, a few pounds, you, you know, if you eat like shit for a few days, it kind of doesn't even matter because you already, you know, you can't really tell and you already don't feel good. So I think, I think there's something to be said for a, a cleaner diet. I have to say my professor Bill is doing a case study and he's eating all highly processed, high carbohydrate diet, but he's in a caloric deficit with like no protein, just to prove a point that weight loss is about caloric deficit. And we're all like, well, how do you feel? He's like, I feel great. And we're like, bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. You just want this study to work, but he, he, you know, it's like, it's like in theory, any food, if you're eating in a caloric deficit should produce fat loss, but also that, you know, you need enough protein to be able to build muscle. So none of that is his goal. He's going with straight weight loss. Just does the scale, can I get the scale to go down my lose, I think 10% of my body weight. And the answer so far was yes. But now could he step on stage or get leaner? What's his blood work like? Those are things I'm interested in. Also, he's doing a DEXA scan to see. I'm curious if he's lost some lean mass, like, or, you know, what else has happened? I will keep you posted. But I think we all have the evidence too, that like the, the quality matters, you know? It does. Yeah. So what was the, what was the hardest habit for each of you to, to, uh, learn to make part of your kind of regular daily lifestyle now? I think, um, for me, it was, um, water because I really liked drinking flavored stuff. I'm not a soda person, but I always liked flavored stuff. So trying to get enough hydration in my day was a challenge and movement. Steps is always a, like a challenge for me because I work a desk job. Um, so, you know, I could get my workouts all the time, but I noticed that I have much more improvement if I can get more steps in my day and um, hydration. So yeah. I would do hydration, movement, and then maybe the food pre-tracking. Yeah. Yeah. That was your, those were your hardest. Yeah. Yeah the food, the pre-tracking is everything, man. Oh my goodness. It really Creating is. a menu for yourself where you don't even, oh man, that's like my you favorite. Yeah. Don't fight. You can fight it all you want. It's, it'll, you'll go down hard. You go down, do it. pre-track do that it. food. If you're, yeah. if you're listening and you haven't done a program with me, cause this will be on the podcast, pre-tracking your food is just you know, the night before stand in your kitchen, make your menu for the next day and hit your macros that day. And then you just put that kind of put that on repeat and make a few adjustments. And it, what it does is it allows you, obviously when you're, that is your meal plan. People want me to build meal plans. It's like you build your meal plan. 
you find the foods you like and you decide when you eat them and how much and just stay within your macros and we'll be good. Um, that exercise, first of all, if you use the copy all features, copy meal, it takes <laughs> The hardest one is the first one. Don't you think? Remember, it's like 45 minutes you're standing there, you know, and you're like, you can't, you're like, you put in fat or protein, but your fat gets jacked. You put in carbohydrates, but your, you know, protein is down and you're like, ah, but once you get it, and if you watch how to hit my macros demo, I've done them everywhere. They're on all my platforms. You'll be like, oh, okay. Just, what about you, Michelle? Watch. What was your yeah. hardest habit to adopt? Yeah, the wicked game of Tetris for sure. Yeah. Logging my food and tracking it was the hardest one for me to get. But now that I've got it, like I can't, like I have to do it. I, you know, like I'll do my untracked meal and then I have to track it. Like I, I have to see what I've done. It's just, yeah, like I, that that was probably the hardest one, but now it's it's definitely a habit and I I love it. If you started, pre, if you started tracking in the app, how long do you think it would take you someone to learn the app really well? If they're watching your guides, I think if they watch your guides, it would be easier. I think if you just went into the app, cause people are used to my fitness pal, it is so different in the first format. Um, I think if they did it on their own, not knowing nobody would get it. I think if they watched your, your guides. What? And also you think nobody them, would get it? No, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, you think you go in there, meal it. one plus add food. You don't think anybody could get this without watching. Oh, you know that I like thousands people, of people don't watch my guide, like hundreds of thousands. get it. People would get it, but they would totally cuss their way through that MFR. Um, <laughs> because they'd be like, what is this? I mean, there, I, there's something different about it, but like I found it easier watching the guides. Yeah. Um, plug, plug. Um, but yeah, I just think if you were to listen and learn, it's definitely much easier to go from there into the app. Yeah. Special. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa Gordon uh, says it took her about two to three weeks to kind of get it from the beginning, just get into the rhythm, you know, yeah. of consistency. I think that's probably a good time frame. Yeah. You know, I oh, think once you, like I think the pre-tracking and hitting all of your marks is another level of like, you know, getting those targets, but like getting your food tracked, that's just plus and add food hitting the macros is another level of, of like effort, but it always reminds me of that, about how like learning does take energy. And I think a lot of, I've done this myself where you start to do something and if it's not easy and it doesn't feel like it's going to get easy, you just, you just put it down. Like there's just yeah. too many things to do in life. It's like uh, this uh, to hell with it, you know, I'm just going to put it down. And I think that probably happens a lot to your point, Mary. It's like, it's not hard. It's not rocket science, but man, if you come home from work and something's taken a little extra energy or a little too long and you're not really that motivated, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. 
it's just all about patience. And then I feel like too, a lot of people really stress on each macro. In the beginning for me, I was really happy just hitting protein for a while. And then I would yeah. kind of add on. Yeah. Like That's, everything else would kind of yeah. fall into place um, before I kind of rolled into, you know, a normal macro tracking. Right. So, okay. Your big advice for somebody new coming into the group and starting just like you guys did feeling a little overwhelmed, not in a great place. Probably this isn't going to work. Nothing has really worked. You may have a preconceived idea of what you're supposed to do. And then I tell you something different. What, what would you say? I mean, I knew Mary, you've talked about patience. I love that taking a deep breath, but Michelle, what would you I would say to really, it's, it's so much easier, I think, to say it um, than it is when you are that new person, because TSL can be overwhelming. You know, when you first join, I've had friends that have joined and they're like, oh, that's a lot. Um, But just to watch the guides, like just get on the treadmill, watch the guides, like throughout the week, don't rush the process because nothing's going to happen in the first two weeks anyway. Like just, just start moving your body and listen to the guides um, because they're they're so beneficial. They answer so many questions you don't even know you have. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? It's like five months down the road, you might have a question on creatine or um, you know the app or something like that, and the guides are going to answer those questions. So that that's like the main advice advice that I give my friends when they first join. I'm just like just just go to the guides like watch them and then ask me questions. I will help you, you know, but you they're, sound like they're really that. Yeah. Good. I mean, yeah, I, I, I already listened to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I re-listened to them. Yeah. They're good. So if you're listening on Spotify, the guides are the kind of educational like library that I've created in team strong life, the Facebook group TSL, which is what we're talking about. And the guides are designed to help you there. I have some short ones. I have some long ones. Um, but I think when somebody is eager to learn and ready to be coached, you kind of are willing to gobble up whatever information is being given to you. I say this all the time, but my coach sent me uh, when I first hired her 70 page PDF. I was, I printed it out and I read it. And like, my point is like, if you want it, you'll get it. You know what I mean? Like I was so excited to see what this was going to say and like what I was going to learn. And I, you know, obviously skimmed over some things, but you know, when I send something to somebody to read or watch, it's because I think it's going to help. It's not to be a roadblock to waste anybody's time. And I think we owe it to people who, to, who provide education. And I've learned this over the years too. I used to always ask people for things like, I can't find it. Where is it? And somewhere I decided like, that's, that's like, I'm going to make somebody go get this for me. <laughs> so use the resources and, you know, type it in, find things in, in, uh, in the Facebook group. It's, there's so much there. And once you do it, and I know it can be overwhelming, but once you do it and you, you start like having hits and success, you know, where's that mug cake? Well, type in mug cake and boom, you'll see like it's very easy to search it as a library. So I do appreciate that about the guides too. They probably should be updated. But I also took the education and those concepts to the podcast. So, you know, I think 
and you, you know, if you just kind of, it's like, you just have to kind of absorb, you know, like commit, like, just like I'm doing down here with my graduate program. Like this is very uncomfortable in many ways for many reasons all of the time. But, it, you know, I sort of decided I, I'm a graduate student. This is what I'm doing. This is how I live. This is, I mean, this is it. And I, I'm not going to tiptoe. I'm going to join a gym. That's where I go. Like, like, I don't have a lot of time to ease my way and fail the first few classes. And, and you know, that's kind of how I feel about us is like, at some point, what are you going to be 70, you know, and we got to get it. We got to do the work. And it's, it's good upfront work to be able to get that out of the way. Cause once you learn about protein, once you never have to learn, now, you know, about protein, for example. So it's so worth it because there are all these steps that help you progress. Like you progress with every guide, you're smarter and you're better. It's like hands down and you know more and you one guide and you'll know more than your neighbor Susie who's trying to tell you how to do this you'll be so annoyed with her you won't really be able to talk to anybody else except people in this group <laughs> I remember the first time I learned that building muscle burns fat I was like oh so that might have been when I was ready to go to the gym yeah <laughs> I was like wait if I build muscle it's gonna burn fat let's go right right what about you, Mary? What would you say in the beginning to somebody who's, say, you know, in this scenario? I would say um, when they get in the app, you know, after they've watched the guides and everything, and when they get in the app with you, I think it's so important to get so honest, not just with yourself, but with you so that you know what you're coaching. Like I tell people that I get so specific in my goals with you. You know what I have been through in the past. I lay it out there. And I mean, everybody wants to be like, oh, to lose 10 pounds and feel great in 10 days. But I mean, honestly, you're not going to know how to help those people through that if you don't know how to help those people through that. So you know, take the time, watch the guides. Um, when you get in the app with Kendra or Erica, just be honest, be like, I want to do such and such so and so time. It might not happen in that time, but that's okay. Um, the, these are my issues of the past. They could come back. Kendra has seen that, trust me. Um, yeah. And just get so honest. It's uncomfortable, but it's not like everybody and their mother is seeing what you're writing. And I mean, they're there to help you for a reason. Um, to, 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 they want to see you get better. I mean, like when you pick up your kid from practice and they were like, I sucked. You're not going to be like, yeah, you sucked. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, no, even if they had a bad day, you're going to tell them how great they were. So that's what you need to do for yourself. Like TSL is a great extension of support, but you've got to support yourself. You've got to be honest with yourself and patient. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think patience and education is the key. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for jumping on here last minute and go read the comments. There's obviously a lot of people, you know, on here showing up and there'll be more that are, that are watching it, but um, it means a lot to me. It's going to be fun to have you out on the podcast and kicking off the client series 
which I think is super important. And I'm, I'm really excited for this. So you'll probably struggle to listen to yourselves on the podcast at first. (laughs) Just, just be prepared. Like, but it's going to be, it's going to be great. Right. It's really important for people to understand it's not a fast process, uh, but it can be a really, really fun and um, rewarding process. And you'll have many wins along the way. The, The only win can't be when the scale shows you that number. So really try to focus on successes. You know, um, you're in a new pair of pants, you're able to lift something you weren't. And those, remember, results come in many, many, many different ways and progress shows up. It can show up every day for you if you're, if you're willing to, to do that. And it's, it's never going to be as hard as your day one, if you commit, you know, they just, the days just get easier until I'm sure you, you two don't even really think about it anymore. You know, it's, it's just kind of part of what you do now. So it's good for people to have a chance to kind of share their story too. So thank you guys. And I do know if you're in Facebook and you're new, Mary or Michelle will always be willing to connect with you. And always, if you have any questions, I'm sure you can reach out to them. Um, comments, anything like that. I know they're available and like just kind in that way. You know, we do all do a lot for each other here. So thanks guys. Have a good afternoon. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.